0: Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And
2: I'm Pastor Margaret Michael.
1: And uh, thanks for tuning in. It's uh, Mother's Day today, and I'd like to say happy Mother's Day to my mom. And also on the topic of Mother's Day, today we are joined by uh, Sydney Hayslitt and Olivia Michael, who happen to be Pastor Margaret's daughters. So uh, thank you both for joining us today. How are you guys doing?
3: Good. Yeah, doing good. Thanks Thanks for having us. Happy to be here.
1: I just thought it would be neat, approved it with Pastor Margaret, to have them (laughs) on today. I thought it would be neat for them to share a little bit about their testimony, but also some stories that they remember from their mom or just different things they've learned from her. So either one of you, Sydney or Olivia, if you just want to start out telling a little bit about how you grew up and where you're from.
0: Okay, I guess I'll go first. Well, grew up here, (laughs) from here. I guess if we're talking in the context of our church, I feel like I was born in this church. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Been going here my whole life, been in the valley, Um, spent some time away from here in college in uh, Massachusetts, but am now back. Um, well, not now I've been back for a few years, but came back and still here, still loving it. So
3: yeah, uh, very similar, (laughs) same, same story. Um, (laughs) Grew up, uh, in Rockingham County, Harrisonburg area with my mom and dad. And then, uh, Olivia came along and best day of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Things changed. (laughs) But overall, uh. Yeah, it really enjoyed growing up here and um, also spent some time away, a few different places, but also, and now, back and living in Harrisonburg.
1: Well, thank you both for sharing. You mentioned you both grew up in the church and really your earliest memories, so just share some of your earliest memories from the church or, you know, maybe life with each other.
3: <laughs> um, candy Cane Lane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my first memories was not actually in this church. It was in another yeah. church.
0: No. And
3: I remember getting disciplined out in the foyer in the middle of the
0: service. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Very well. I thought that was me. Oh, no. Oh, interesting. It's no, a surprise, you surprise, I know. No.
2: No. You were like a couple weeks old. Oh, my! It would not have been a good time to discipline.
3: <laughs> that's good true. Good point. <laughs>
2: Keep going. Sorry. I mean,
3: that's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I also remember um, hiding one night in this church under a row of chairs hmm. after, like, a Wednesday night service. I thought it would be funny. And I remember, Grayson, your dad, <laughs> and my mom, uh, searching all over the sanctuary. And I was just watching them. I got in trouble for that, too. <laughs> I'm painting remember. myself as the troubled
0: child, but I was
2: he not the trouble. not child. even a little bit
0: true. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> yeah, I mean... VBS. Oh, yeah, VBS. All the plays and all musicals. Plays, yeah. Women's Bible study, childcare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really good Mother daughter
3: fashion shows on Mother's yes. Day. Yes.
0: <laughs> really good memories here.
2: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> good to hear. So, I forgot about you hiding.
1: Uh, uh, you know, we talk about all these fun memories, whether it be uh, plays or mm. hiding from our parents <laughs> or whatever. We talk about, you know, kind of as an early kid, we kind of come to church because our parents are in church. And Mm -hmm. it's not that we don't want to be in church. It's just there's not really an option. It's like you're coming with us to church. But Mm -hmm. when did, um, and both of you can share this because I'm sure it's different for both of you, but when did your faith start to become your own? Or when did you come to realize God's presence in your life for the first time?
3: Yeah, I was telling Olivia earlier, like growing up, Not going to church was never a thought that I had. It was always like, this is what we do. This is how life is. And I think I kind of followed that even through high school. I was kind of a model student. I was a leader in the youth group. And it was just kind of these motions I was going through because that's kind of what I was supposed to do. And then I remember going to college and it being like, nobody's going to tell me to go to church (laughs) now. Like, you know, I have to make that decision for myself. And it took me a while to, I guess... Really make that decision for myself. There were a lot of Sundays where it was like, "It's just kind of easier to sleep in," you know. But um, definitely college, I, I found that was when I really made the choice for myself. That uh-huh. this is the lifestyle that I want to live, and this is a value that I have and a belief that I have that I have to do it for myself. Now it's not for my mom or for my parents or for whoever. This is my own decision.
0: Again, very similar story. <laughs> I do like growing up. Coming to church was an expectation, but it wasn't one that I was upset about. I mean, one, I'm, like, a serious extrovert, and so being at church was just another way for me to, like, you know, be social and be around people. So Mm -hmm. that was part of it for me, like... I was a leader in the youth group. I loved I was I helped lead like a small group for middle schoolers when I was in high school and I loved doing that because I love being around people. I definitely had like moments in high school when we would like do retreats or camps or where the presence of God in my life was so real, but again like Sydney going to college, which we went to the same college and so (laughs) I had to like make a choice because There were days where it was a lot easier to sleep in, and I will say that usually that got back around to my mom if I decided to sleep in and not go to church, Um, even though we were 500 miles away. um, I won't say who told them. Was that me? (laughs) Yeah, that was you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, even though there were Sundays that I chose to sleep in, eventually I had to come to the decision. Um, where it was something that I wanted to pursue myself. And I was also a religion major while well, I added that part right through college, um, which was a big part of my like spiritual formation and career path, obviously.
1: So, Well, uh, thank you both for sharing. And you mentioned, you know, although you had a relationship with him growing up and through high school, that college was kind of the time that you – made it your own or you met—you had to make the decision because you're not at home anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody can make you go to church on Sunday yeah. morning unless you chose to. So uh, what made you make that decision for yourself while you were in college? Like what made you come to that decision?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, a relationship with the Lord is something that I always put as a high value in my life. Like that was kind of a number one priority for me, even though a lot of it had been informed by my mom and By kind of the life that I'd seen her live in college is when I decided like I have to make this my own because it is something that I value and if I'm not going to church and putting the work in then obviously that's going to kind of fall away and not become a priority anymore and so even though I had seen other people like go before me and you know have these practices of a Christian lifestyle I had to figure out what those looked like for me in order to keep that a priority I guess.
0: Yeah like I said I was a religion major and so For me, there was a particular class that um, I had in college that really like threw me for a loop. And the things we were studying were just really challenging for me. And my professor actually said on the first day, my goal is to take away everything you thought you believed. And then if you can make it through that, we're going to build your faith back. And I was like, I'm ready, like challenge accepted, you know? And then halfway this mess, right? It was like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know <laughs> how I feel about this. And he was right. Like he took everything, like he made us question everything we thought we believed. And so in a way I had to make a decision, like, am I going to put the work in and um, like reinvest in my faith or am I just going to let this be like part of my past, like part of my story, Um, And so I had to decide, like, okay, I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to pursue God and make my faith something that is not my parents' faith, but my own faith. Um, And so part of that was finding a church and connecting, which I will say was really challenging for me because I held so tightly onto this church and onto how much I loved it here. Um, And so it was really difficult for me to find a place where I felt like I connected as well as here. So that was challenging, um, but a really important part also.
1: And before we get too far, any memories, since uh, we mentioned it's Mother's Day, any memories or stories that you guys have about your mom or just good <laughs> memories that you have that you would like to share? And she can add to that, too. Maybe any memories yeah. she has of being a mom.
0: I'm actually thinking when we were talking about college, a thought a memory came to my mind. And it was like 9 o'clock one night, and I was doing homework, sitting at my desk, and my mom FaceTimed me, and I answered, and she was standing outside of my dorm building. Which, a few factors here. Again, I was in school in Massachusetts. I didn't know that she was coming to see me. And so I just answered and I was like, oh my goodness, you're outside of my building. (laughs) And so she had just decided to drive up, I think by herself, or maybe with one of our friends. I don't know if Danielle was there or not. Um, Yeah,
2: Danielle came
0: along. Yeah, and decided to surprise us. I think we were both still in school. And I think my awesome. first reaction was, like, where are you going to sleep? Like, like, why are you here? I was, like, so surprised. But that is, like, so typical of yeah, our Enneagram say, 7 mother. Yeah, I feel like
3: a lot of the stories probably have to do with trips or travel. Like, I was thinking about Mother's Day two years ago when we met halfway. I was living in Tennessee. Uh, Olivia and my mom were here, obviously, and we kind of just decided to meet up in the middle in Bristol for the day, <laughs> the day before my That wasn't Wednesday. even her
0: idea. We surprised her. That's how much she's influenced us with her. You're right.
3: Yeah, lots of fun trips and traveling. You know, when we both were in Massachusetts, I don't know how many times oh you goodness. visited that campus. Yeah. Or even when I lived in Tennessee, how many times you just came and slept on my couch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just for need a place weekend. To lay my or, head. Yeah, yeah, that's always what
3: she said. The weekend, just give me a pillow. It was the weekend before, or the week before I moved back here, and she had called me and said, "I'm at home, but I could be on the road in 20 minutes <laughs> if you want me." To go. <laughs> she said, "Your dad's so gone for the typical. weekend. <laughs> Olivia's gone. <laughs> I'll just come see you." So, yeah, lots of uh, spur of the moment yeah. trips and activities, always making everything fun. Yeah, like you know, before school started every year, we would do a big fun end of the summer trip shopping and make a, a night out of it and buy too much stuff. Well we know that there's nowhere to shop in
0: Harrisonburg. So right. we, had we had to, to go, go Charlottesville or that <laughs> was, you know, 10,
3: 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. Twenty. Fifteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were talking earlier and I was like, I just remember like all of the oh, Dad's sleeping? Let's go to Dairy Queens. <laughs> Or like, you have a project due tomorrow that you didn't tell me about, and you need green spray paint? Okay, let's go to Walmart. It's nine o'clock, but that's fine. Let's just do it. So, very spontaneous, very fun. Always up for always anything. Always down for an adventure. Yeah, always.
1: Well, before I go any further, Pastor Margaret, any fun memories that you remember with uh, Olivia and Sydney as far as being a mom that you like well, to share?
2: you know, a couple of things come to my mind. It was with them sitting in the back seat of my car when Olivia was about eight months old, Sydney was two, and um, I was not a believer. And God brought a scripture to my mind, which was the parable of the sower. Um, And I realized that I was, in that moment, God revealed to me that I was stony ground, like my heart was not fertile soil at that point. And that was a real turning point for me. And I knew that I had these two girls, and I wanted them to have a good life. Uh, as much as I had left my faith, um, walked away from the church, man, everything, like Isaiah 55:12 says that um, God's word doesn't return void. And in that moment, God began to draw me to himself. And so, you know, I had a few people inviting me to church. It happened to be this church. And I'm very grateful that God spoke to me that day, and I listened as a young mom. Um, I remember getting involved in the church. And when I realized that um, I could be saved, uh, man, I was all in. And I can remember one day, this is just a a great memory. I'd went to this women's retreat, Virginia Beach, the whole bunch of ladies from here. And I came home and I was giving the girls a bath and, you know, probably the next day. And uh, I said to them, and they were still pretty young, I said, you know, I'm going to start being a better mommy because I had really made a, you know, a commitment at that retreat to really, to dig in even deeper, and it was probably two or three days later, Sydney looks at me, and she says, Mommy, when are you going to start being a better mommy? (laughs) (laughs) I got high
1: expectations.
2: (laughs) And, you know, in that moment, you know, my heart had changed, but, you know, there hadn't a lot of, you know, she was waiting, so that was pretty funny, a really cool moment, and as they, grew up, man, I loved the spontaneous trips. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved going to ENC um, to visit you guys and you all always made me feel welcome. And I knew, Olivia, when I showed up there, that it would be okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I probably didn't think it through totally. Well, Sevens <laughs> usually don't. Right. <laughs> to be
0: expected. It's okay. But
2: uh, just to watch you all grow and want to be here. I certainly remember that you were so grateful when Sydney got her driver's license so you would not have to stay at church until... That is so (laughs) true. I was always talking and you all were ready to go and...
0: Yeah, most of my memories growing up here actually are dragging you out of the church.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Waiting around. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you all have been patient (laughs) in my spontaneity (laughs) and I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, and in... You know, you talking about kind of the start of your faith journey, just thinking about the model and the example that you've been for both of us and what it means to be a Christian woman, a woman of faith that really has, I mean, made your own way in it and found your own way in your own faith uh, coming from such a different lifestyle and background and just finding it for yourself. And, you know, I remember... Seeing you every morning with your coffee and surrounded by books on the
1: couch, sat yeah. around that lay there
3: for days, because <laughs> you come back to them every day. you know it's kind of your morning ritual, and that's something that I've learned from you. Like I always want to wake up and start my day with the Lord because um, it's something that I've seen you do. and then you know from that, getting more involved in the church, going to women to treat, becoming a pastor, like that was kind of something unprecedented in your life and your family. Mm. And it's kind of given us the courage and the faith, I think, to do what we need to do when we feel like God is asking us to do something because we've watched you do it.
0: Yeah. I would tag on to that and just say, like, were you the first woman pastor in this church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, like, never thinking that was a big deal because it was just our reality, you know, until I, especially in this church, I feel like we've always been so, like, inclusive of women in leadership and, that has been so helpful, but I realized, like very quickly, when I got out of this specific context, that that was not something that was generally accepted, like across the board. Right. And so, you know, to pursue a career in—feels it feels weird calling it a career—a lifestyle of ministry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how possible it would have seemed for me without seeing you really pave mm-hmm. the way, and it—it it didn't really feel like you were paving the way because it felt normal but in hindsight like I realize how much of your life like gave me and I'm sure you even Mm -hmm. permission to like lead in ministry and
2: yeah so thank you for sharing that these are just things that we don't you know unless you sit down and have a conversation like this Mm -hmm. um, it's very powerful and uh, just amazing to sit here and hear that because I don't think about it yeah in that context but I I do want to say about my calling and this will be just, you know, my mom is in heaven today, but I want to give just one kudos. Um, I could give her lots of kudos. She was a woman of prayer and her prayers are the reason I'm sitting here today. I have no doubt that um, she prayed me out of a lot of tough spots um, in my life, but I remember being in that place of feeling called to ministry and I had just began to build that relationship back with her and I remember one day calling her and we were in a conversation there was no argument but we were talking about the deep things of the Lord and the Lord was giving me scripture upon scripture and I hadn't said absolutely yes to the call yet but as I was sharing something with her she stopped me and she said are you preaching over at that church and that was my affirmation mm-hmm. that mom seen something in me that I didn't even know was in me Yeah. And, um, you know, sorry, Mom, up in heaven. Um, and she's fine with it now, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm sure. <laughs> she's uh, Have a conversation with a few people up there. She'll be fine. Um, but that was really a huge moment and one that helped me to move forward, knowing that mm-hmm. I wouldn't lose her in that um, if I said yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just... Thanks for taking me back to that moment. (laughs) That's a good Mother's Day moment.
1: (laughs) Well, there's one memory that comes to my mind that involves Pastor Livy you were talking about. um, Because Pastor Margaret had been in ministry as a pastor, kind of helped pave the way or at least, you know, make it. Less uncertain for mm-hmm. you because you kind of knew a little bit what it looked like, and that the Nazarene Church, and specifically in this area, is accepting of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about Pastor Adrian had you come speak one year at Renew Camp <laughs> in the summer, <laughs> yeah. and uh, me and Dad came to listen to you, and Pastor Margaret was there, and your dad was there, and uh, I remember my dad said to your dad, "Before this is all over, your whole family might become preachers," <laughs> and and your dad was pretty witty he said well three out of four aren't bad and your mom she was quick on her feet and she said yeah steve and sydney just haven't decided who the third one's <laughs> gonna be
0: that's funny
1: so uh you know we uh And Front Porch Talks, when we uh, have people share their testimonies, we always like to go back and have people share, you know, where they're from and about how they grew up and when they first came to Christ and when they grew deeper. Because I heard when you guys were talking about college, that's what I, you know... The Nazarene church used the word sanctification or holiness when you kind of grow deeper. And that's what I kind of heard you guys say and talking about your time in college. It's not that you didn't have a relationship with him because you did. It was just kind of you grew deeper yeah. in your faith and, you know, said this is for sure what I want, that I want to grow deeper and obey you, Christ, not just because my parents told me I had to come to church, but because I want to. But we also like to focus on what he's doing right now in your lives, how he's using and working right now in your lives. So uh, whatever you guys want to share, I know, Pastor Livia, you mentioned that uh, you studied religion and uh, Sydney. I know that you're in ministry also and have worked um, and ministering to people. So uh, whatever you guys want to share about how God's used you, in ministry or what he's doing in your life? I say right now, but you can kind of fill in the blanks from what we've talked about till now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am currently a pastor on staff here as well, which is cool, I think. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> it's fun. It can have its challenges, but we like it. Um, so yeah, I graduated from Eastern Nazarene College in 2017 in May, and I started here two weeks later. And so... I guess, for almost to three years of me being on staff here. And so I guess my official title is Pastor of Generational Ministries, but I work mainly with students, middle school and high school. So that's kind of what I'm doing now, um, just ministry here in the local church. It's kind of cool because I grew up in this church, grew up in this youth group. Pastor Adrian was my youth pastor. Now he's my boss. Um, And so getting to work on this team is really, really good. It's fun. Yeah.
1: What about you, Sydney? Yeah,
3: so uh, after college, um, I was here in Harrisonburg for a little while, and then I really felt a call to ministry, specifically with survivors of sex trafficking. Um, And I've kind of felt that call since even before college. Um, And so I moved out to Tennessee uh, near Nashville to work in a residential program with these survivors and was there for about three and a half years almost working in the residential program, working with their marketing, working with uh, volunteers and all that kind of thing. And it was really the fulfillment of something that I really wanted to get um, some experience from and really felt like God had asked me to step out in faith and do that. While I was there, I also got married and we just moved back recently um, because we are also, our family's growing and uh, my husband wanted to start a carpentry business here. I am still figuring out What God is asking me to do right now in this strange um, season that we're all kind of in expected to come back and work full-time but it's kind of not been the direction God is taking me and I don't have a nice pretty bow to put on it and tell you exactly what he's working out right now but um, I feel him working and moving and I'm just trusting that he has a plan because when we planned to move in the middle of March we did not realize (laughs) that all of this was going to be happening And so, yeah, I'm still, I mean, my faith is still growing and changing every day, um, and I'm learning to trust Him more and more every day. And so, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. <laughs> I can't tell you exactly what that. it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're figuring it out and we're trusting.
2: And I'm going to be a grandma, yeah. which is pretty exciting. <laughs> she said her family was growing. It's not just a business. It's like They're growing Growing a yeah. baby. Growing a baby. She's in the middle
3: of growing a baby. That's
0: what she's doing. Yeah. That was so eloquent. Yes,
1: thank you. Congratulations on that. And yes, I was going to follow up on that, but I was like, well, maybe she's trying to like, well, be shy about that or not. Leave it to so her. I'm glad that. Leave it to me. Well, thank you both for sharing today and uh, for uh, just sharing good memories. This has been really um, encouraging to me and really uh, fun to do. And so thank you for being willing to come on with us. Uh, Just in closing, in the last few minutes we have here, just any memories uh, that any of the three of you would like to share or anything that you would like to say that you haven't shared already um, that I haven't asked you or that you haven't mentioned already
0: yeah I mean, I think I would say we talked about like how um we remember you being like fun and spontaneous, and you know that has not died <laughs> that, is, that is still, still kind happening. of the mode that we're living in, <laughs> so a lot of the things that we do are not like planned or well thought. Sydney is, is a struggle for me. Sydney <laughs> is our planner and our organizer, me and my mom are not that way. No, not
3: that way. Um,
0: I think it's a strength working in youth ministry. I think you have to think on your feet a little bit, but it also can be a challenge. But yeah, we're still kind of like living in that. I think last year around this time we were like, hey, do you guys want to go to Florida like in a yes, few weeks? It's exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that. Let's just all <laughs> yeah. meet there. And so um, we met in Florida, stayed with a cousin, and that's just kind of like how we live. And so it's like a fun balance of like these kinds of conversations, you know, talking about the Lord and how he's challenging us and growing us, and also just having, like, a really good time. And we've learned, I will say one of the most important things we've learned from my mom is that everything can be done with a strong cup of coffee in hand. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe not the most important thing, but it's up there. Yeah? Yeah. And I would
3: add, maybe on a more serious note, just as you were talking about your mom, and I think about, you know, her example in your life, and your example in our life, just this kind of strong line of women that we're creating in this family to be able to pass it down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm having yet. If it's going to be a girl or a boy. But I hope that that pattern continues, that, you know, your mom got to be a strong influence in your life and in our life. Yeah. And that we got to see that same example from you, not just in our faith and in, you know, raising a family, but also in plants keeping house plants (laughs) indoor and outdoor yes yeah (laughs) and then coffee like olivia said and just kind of all these things that i feel like we've got to learn from both of you like i just am really
2: excited to see how that trend continues in our family yeah 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 i would like to say that i've learned a lot from these two i did not have the opportunity to go to college Maybe it's why I came and spent the night a few times. (laughs) I just had that thought. Um, um, But I didn't have that opportunity. And just you all leaning in. Olivia, I remember a time where you weren't sure that you were going to go to college in Boston. And I remember that day that you made a decision to put a stake in the ground and go, this is what I've been called to, and this is what I'm going to do. Like, your vision got, you know, waylaid a little bit, and then God (laughs) was faithful. Yeah. And I praise God for that. Like, um, I've watched him work in your all's lives, and I've learned so much. I will have to admit that I've not lived much anywhere but the Rockham County. And you all left here, and you went, and you brought back a world perspective, I got that perspective when I was on that campus. Like, I love those kids. still love those kids. But I watched you all. I saw that your love for people and your love uh, for the Lord has challenged me over the years. And it's a two-way street. Um, I learn from you all constantly. And if it wouldn't be for Sydney, we'd never have meal planning. Right? That is is very true. You're better at that, um, even than me don't give me so much credit well i think you do some meal but it is definitely a two-way street and it is a joy and a privilege to be your all's mom Mm. and um, god really um has blessed steve and i and not only with two girls but said you brought a boy yeah finally (laughs) brought that boy (laughs) (laughs) adam we can't forget adam yeah um adam is an amazing (laughs) brother-in-law and um
3: not like finally is and I finally got married. I know, married. Like I know. finally is and Dad finally got a boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I was tracking. Okay. <laughs> just
2: yeah, Adam is the son that we never had. So we get to share him with um, Neil and Donna. And I'm uh, very grateful for Adam in our lives. And, you know, Adam took me on a journey recently of mushroom hunting. Oh, you know, it was a true. new experience, you know. So, Yeah. I'm grateful uh, for the family God has given us and that you are our girls.
1: Olivia and Sydney, thank you for joining us today and thank you for sharing. And Mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Margaret, thank you for joining us and sharing stories also. we pray that uh, as you listen to uh, Pastor Olivia Michael and Sydney Hayslitz share today, we pray that this has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.